0: credit cards are pretty easy to get and very easy to max out. Whether you're spending money unintentionally or you use your credit card to cover any unexpected expenses that pop up, the interest rate will try to take you down. Using a credit card responsibly looks like paying off your balance in full every single month. This way you are never being hit with any crazy high interest rate. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. In today's episode, I'm pulling back the curtain on three money rules I no longer live by and one of them the last one in particular might shock you but first a backstory: when I was pregnant with Evan my first child I was adamant that I would parent a certain way and I'm not going to lie here I low-key judged people who made certain decisions that I didn't agree with like McDonald's for your kids I would never do that formula instead of breastfeeding have you zero concern for what's best for your child you willingly stopped attending social events and intentionally chose to stay home and go to bed at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night after having kids, no baby will ever tame this extroverted girl. Well... The joke was on me because as I entered motherhood, I ate my words. My kids love sharing a 20-pack of nuggets from good old McDonald's. Both of my kids were fans of Similac, and I am the queen of keeping my Friday and Saturday nights clear so my husband and I can rewatch the entire series of The Walking Dead. Because why not? Thankfully, I've come to learn this very real-life lesson – We don't have to live by the rules we set before. And isn't that so freeing? That there is room for growth, change, and a good old-fashioned mid-stairway pivot. Shout out to everyone else who loves friends. This goes for parenting relationships and most certainly money. Over the years, I've changed my views when it comes to common money rules. In fact, there are three rules in particular that past Allison would swear by. And here I stand, well, sit today and share these rules that no longer apply to my present life. They don't serve me and I have willingly left them behind in the past. My hope is that this podcast episode allows you to rethink any money rules that no longer fit in your life. You don't have to force past money rules to work in your present life. This isn't a round peg in a square hole situation. You don't have to let your ego or pride get in the way because you once said you'd never let your kids eat McDonald's, but here they are chowing down on nuggets and a basket of fries. You can and should let go of what's no longer working for you. Alas, here are three common money rules that I have completely removed from my playbook for now because I'm always allowed to pivot, and so are you. Money rule number one, avoid credit cards at all costs. When I first started budgeting and paying off debt, I consumed content where I could find it. This led me to the very popular yet incredibly toxic advice given by Dave Ramsey. He was the loudest voice in the room when it came to money management. So naturally, that voice caught my attention. Now, I will say that, yes, he has helped many people. However, when I took a step back, I realized how much of his delivery was rooted in shame and judgment. Now, this isn't an anti-Dave Ramsey episode, however, I do believe that his His advice and delivery can be very misleading, and we aren't even touching on how he treats his employees here. But for instance, one of the first things I learned from his teaching was that credit cards should be avoided at all costs. They promote debt and high credit scores, which he claims is an I-love-debt number, which, spoiler, it's not. I'll even go so far as to admit that I canceled my only credit card after reading his book, thus sabotaging my slowly growing credit score. Yet as I've learned more about money and money tools, I believe that while credit cards can lead to debt, I mean, hello, a 24% interest rate is just insane. While they can lead to debt, they can also be used as a positive money tool when used responsibly. The keyword here is Responsibly. Before we dive into how to use a credit card responsibly, let's address the elephant in the room your credit score. Here's the truth your credit score matters. If someone tells you otherwise, they are coming from a place of privilege and wealth. Sure, your credit score won't matter if you have enough cash in the bank to buy a home, a car, your annual trip to the Greek islands, and everything else outright. But that's not me and i'm guessing that if you're sitting here listening to a budgeting podcast that's probably not you either which by the way is totally okay whether we like it or not our credit score determines so much when it comes to our finances we have the obvious it helps lenders determine the type of interest rate you will receive for mortgage loans car loans and personal loans if you're taking out loans your interest rate matters more than you might think. A higher interest rate on homes can add up to tens of thousands of dollars over time, but that's not all. Did you know that your credit score can also be used by landlords to determine who they think they should rent to? The lower your credit score, the riskier tenant you are. Moral of the story, if you are a renter, a homeowner, or want to possibly ever borrow money in the future, your credit score matters. The secret to credit cards, though, comes down to using them responsibly. For anyone who has ever signed up for a credit card in college to score a free T-shirt and the next night ended up buying a round of shots for your group of friends, we know that this is easier said than done. We live in a world where credit cards are pretty easy to get and very easy to max out. Whether you're spending money unintentionally or you use your credit card to cover any unexpected expenses that pop up, the interest rate will try to take you down. Using a credit card responsibly looks like paying off your balance in full every single month. This way, you are never being hit with any crazy high interest rate. When, and only when, you have developed discipline with your credit card, I think it's perfectly okay to use a credit card to your benefit. This is exactly what my husband and I do. Credit cards come with so many perks, some of which many users aren't even aware of. I know that several of my credit cards provide rental car insurance, so I don't have to be suckered into buying any extra insurance from a rental car company. Credit cards also protect you more against fraud. A few years ago, my debit card was stolen and used to buy expensive shoes in New York City. It was a pain to cancel that card and get that purchase reimbursed. If this type of situation had happened with a credit card, I wouldn't have had to wait around to be reimbursed. My all-time favorite credit card perk, though, lies in the rewards. I've talked about this in detail about how our family uses credit card points to travel hack. If that's something you're interested in learning more about, then go back and listen to episodes 25 and 62. In episode 62 in particular, I break down exactly how we travel hacked our family's first international vacation. Now, needless to say, I no longer live by the money rule that says we should avoid credit cards at all costs. I have learned that when used responsibly, credit cards can help me build my credit score, offer protection, and allow me to enjoy a few extra perks in the process. Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month so that way you can send extra money to your goals. And I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth wealth without giving up what you love plus there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end you can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com class or just click the link in my show notes you'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule and I'll see you there The second common money rule that I used to live by and I no longer do is don't invest until you're debt free. Now, I completely understand why this is a money rule that people promote. When I was working to write my book, Money Made Easy, which by the way, you can totally pre-order that at the link in my show notes. Anyway, when I was working to write this book, I knew That the only way I'd follow through on my contractual obligations was to make sure I had zero distractions. As someone with ADHD, yes, diagnosed ADHD, I tend to become distracted rather easily. I have even been known to watch the squirrels outside my office window, creating a dialogue between them for a solid five minutes until I snapped out of it and had an Allison, what on earth are you even doing kind of moment. This is a no judgment zone, right? (laughs) Well, when you're trying to reach a goal, like paying off those darn student loans, you'll make faster progress when you can send every extra penny to debt. Investing for your future can be a financial distraction, if you will. Distractions, whether they come in the form of squirrels or debt payoff goals, can lengthen the amount of time it takes to reach a goal. However, and this is a big however. If you wait until you're debt-free to start investing, you're missing out on one of the seven wonders of the world, compound interest. Okay, well, this isn't a wonder of the world, but it totally should be. Compound interest is a concept in finance that refers to the interest earned on an initial amount of money, which then earns interest on top of that. Essentially, it's interest on interest sign me up. Here's an example to try to help you illustrate as best as I possibly can in a podcast episode. Let's say that you deposit $100 into an account that earns an interest rate of 5%. After one year, you will earn $5 in interest. The next year, you'll earn interest not just on that initial $100, but also on the $5 you earned in the first year. So you would earn 5% of $105 in interest on the second year. This process of earning interest on top of interest on top of interest continues for as long as you keep money in that account, leading to exponential growth of your savings. The key here, though, is Time. The longer the time period, the more the interest accumulates, leading to a higher overall return of the initial investment, aka wealth. This is because compound interest is calculated not just on that initial amount, a.k.a. the principal, but also on the interest earned in the previous periods. Essentially, it's compounding on everything. This means that if you're prioritizing paying off your car loan with a 4% interest rate, you're missing out on the time that your money could instead be sitting in the stock market earning compound interest. Now, you might be thinking, whoa, Allison, are you suggesting that I stop paying off debt altogether? And the answer is absolutely not. That's not what I'm suggesting here. But I am suggesting that you find a balance between paying off debt and investing. For instance, if you have any high interest debt, such as credit card debt, which we talked about just a little bit ago, then I 100% believe that you should knock that out first. High interest debt eats away at your money so fast. So get rid of it as soon as you possibly can. But if you're sitting here with some student loans, a mortgage, and a car loan that all have interest rates under 7%, then it might be time to think about sending some of your extra money to investing. The truth is that you cannot take out loans for your retirement. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I want my kids to feel obligated to care for me when I didn't prepare for myself. When it comes to our finances, the debt that my husband Matt and I had in the past did have a relatively low interest rate. We focused on four and a half years of paying off our consumer debt as fast as we could. I know I can't go back in time, but I do wish that we had started investing even when we were in debt, even if it was just $50 to $100 each month. That amount of money adds up significantly over time thanks to compound interest. So if possible, Find a balance when it comes to paying off debt and investing for your future. Money rule number three that I no longer live by, renting is throwing your money away. A few weeks ago, I went to a conference with two of my friends. One of my friends showed me pictures of her house in the middle of a serious home repair. The pipes in her house were busted and slowly filling her basement with water. Her old home needed new pipes right away. I remember sitting in our Airbnb when she received a text from her husband. It was a picture of her kitchen where the sink used to be was a hole that was four feet deep. The construction crew was attempting to locate the water pipe that was causing the issue. At that moment, she turned to me and said, I am so glad we're renting. Had she owned this home, this fix alone would have set her back over $20,000. This story perfectly sums up the money rule that I no longer fall for. Renting is throwing your money away. Now, I'm a homeowner, and I can tell you that our family, we spend a lot of money on our home each year. Yes, we pay our mortgage, but between taxes, unexpected repairs, landscaping, and HOA dues that just keep going up year after year... We spend a significant amount of invisible money each year on our home. There are many reasons why renting is a smart decision for some people. First and foremost, renting offers a level of flexibility that you just can't get with homeownership. If you need to move quickly for work or personal reasons, renting allows you to do that without the hassle and costs associated with selling a home. Another big advantage of renting is the lower upfront costs. When you rent, you typically need to pay only a security deposit and the first month's rent. But when you buy a home, you often need to come up with a down payment of anywhere between 5% to 20% or even more, which can be a big barrier for many people, especially new homeowners. Plus, you don't have to worry about property taxes, insurance, or any of the other expenses that come with ownership. But perhaps One of the biggest perks of renting is the lack of responsibility for maintenance and repairs. If the toilet breaks or the AC stops working, it's the landlord's problem to fix, not yours. I think we can all enter a collective sigh of relief here. And finally, renting allows you to have a little more freedom and lack of commitment. You are free to try out different areas and housing options without having to commit to a long-term mortgage. And who knows? you may end up finding your dream home or dream city that way. While renting isn't for everyone, there are definitely some compelling reasons why it can be a smart financial decision. Renting does not mean you are simply throwing your money away. Well, there you have it. Three money rules I no longer live by. Ultimately, I hope this helps you realize that there will come a time when your thoughts about finances and money will change. And instead of being stuck in your past beliefs, I want you to instead open yourself up to grow and change when it comes to how you view and manage your money. We don't have to live by the rules we set before we have experienced more that this big world has to offer. I personally find that so welcoming and freeing. Don't you? If you enjoyed today's episode of the Inspire Budget Podcast, then you are going to love my brand new book, Money Made Easy. Money Made Easy is available for pre-order now on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It would mean the world to me if you would grab your own copy. Plus, if you go to inspirebudget.com slash moneymadeeasy, you can claim some free pre-order bonuses that you get when you place an order before it's released. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode of the Inspire Budget Podcast. See you then.